Hallelujah. Okay, so what are we looking at tonight? I've just uh, um, been asking the Father. I've been here for quite a while, you know, probably an hour and a half or so, just in prayer and really just pressing in uh, before the Father to, you know, we want to hear from heaven. You know, we want our times together to be by the Holy Spirit. We want to really focus, you know, two days ago we talked about evangelism we we're talking about the importance of reaching out the the message was each day proclaim his salvation that yeshua saves and just get into that place where it's an, a natural part of our lives uh, to be proclaiming the gospel and that's what's so vitally important that we get to a place where we find it easily to share and to minister and to reach out in the name of Yeshua. Because, you know, we shouldn't be insecure about how we're walking in faith. But the more we know him, the more we draw near to him. You know, many times I meet people who have come to salvation and they've just not been in that environment where they've been inspired to grow. And at Bulldozer of Faith, we want to create an environment where people can be inspired to grow, where we encourage you to delve into the word to receive from heaven. What is the Father saying to you? It's not about raising up a, a platform where, you know, uh, you just listen to one voice. No, we want to be in a place where we are discovering the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're coming to that place where we can hear from heaven and recognize what the Holy Spirit is saying. These things are vitally important within a healthy walk in Messiah, as we walk in faith in Yeshua, in Jesus Christ, we proclaim his name and we also want to make him known. And, you know, look, the bottom line of everything that we're doing is we are seeking to get from, uh, you know, a place where we receive the Messiah and we walk in transformation. How are we moving in transformation? I want to see some of the greatest miracles in my life today and you know as I look back over the years and walking with the father I see there's seasons where we have incredible moves of the spirit and you know sometimes with walking this journey of faith um, it becomes so normal that when you think about you know testimonies and things to share you're like oh that, that's just a little boring you know but in reality the hand of the Father is over every aspect of our life, everything that we are doing, the divine appointments, the holy assignments. It's incredible. And how do we get there? How do we see the transforming power of the Spirit manifest? How do we see um, the miracles within our lives? How do these testimonies come forth? And the key is this, prayer, communication, and fellowship in the presence of Yehovah. So more than anything, we want to inspire each other to come to that place where we are receiving from heaven, where we are taking hold of who the Holy Spirit is, that we are walking in his ways and seeing victory in Messiah. And that's what we want to get to. You know, we want to get to that place where we are being supernaturally transformed and, you know, that the testimonies that come out of our mouth will be uh, testimonies that bring transformation in people's lives. You know, we have got to get to the place where our antennas are up and we are listening. Come on. Are we involving the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our life? 
Are we experiencing signs and wonders in miracles? You know, you know, it's amazing where testimonies come out of. And you know, I'm just going to share a few testimonies tonight, and you know, we'll share some scriptures as well. You know, but we're just going to come to a place of prayer, and then I just want to share some testimonies about some extreme moments of the manifest power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, and how the Holy Spirit is speaking and how we respond. You know, because a lot of the times the Holy Spirit is speaking and we're just not accepting the words of the Holy Spirit because we think that's just too radical or that's just out the box. I don't know how I can take that word right now. But if we are living in the spiritual dimension and that's our norm, it becomes easy to expect the supernatural to manifest within our lives. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we can come together around your word. We thank you, Yeshua, that you are alive, that you rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And you dwell within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that we are born again. We are not the same. We are blood we are filled with the Spirit and we want to see victory in Yeshua within our lives. And Father, we want testimonies of uh, supernatural transformation. We want testimonies that will cause the not yet saved to uh, uh, open their eyes and go, wow, I need some of this. I need some of this reality because that's what the faith is all about. It's walking in Yehovah in God's reality. And allowing his reality to become the main focus of our life. And if people think we're crazy, if they think we're, we've gone cuckoo, you know, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what people think. But we want to be those who are subject to that of the Spirit. We don't want to pick up false anointings, false spirits, and act like, you know, freaks and fruitcakes. But we want to be obedient to the Word. And, you know, we understand, Father, that when you speak, sometimes the things you tell us, you know, <laughs> to the world's eyes, they think, what are you talking about? And they hate you because they hate Him. But, Father, we want to see the signs and wonders and miracles. We want to see supernatural breakthrough. So right now we come to you and we yield to you. And we ask, Father, that you will help us increase our prayer life. That we will come to the place where everything we are doing, that we are involving you. That you are part of every aspect of our life. And we ask this in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Well, I'm just going to give a shout out to some people that are tuning in right now, just as we're getting ready. We've got uh, Christy in uh, uh, Texas. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Russell in Liverpool in the UK. Thanks for joining with us. Uh, we've got uh, Miguel. Uh, welcome, Miguel. Where are you from? Good to see you. Uh, thanks for joining with us tonight. And, uh, you know, we've got some people, uh, we've got Keith giving us a thumbs up there. We've got Joseph in South Carolina. Uh, we've got some other people joining with us. We've got Bill in Scotland. Welcome, Bill. Uh, Pentecost, good to see you. We've got Amida. Uh, where are you watching from, Amida? Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. And, uh, look, we're just going to press in and uh, see the victory in the Messiah. That's what we want to see. Miguel is in Clarksville, Indiana. Excellent. Thank you. 
We've got New Day joining from North Carolina. Welcome. Good to see you. So if you're tuning in, just uh, go on the message. Give us a shout out. <clears throat> if you have a scripture you want to share or want to share something, uh, just uh, let us know. And, um, you know, we will uh, share that on this broadcast as well. Okay, I want to start by speaking from Psalm 34. You know, there's there's some awesome... Uh, Look, it's it's such a famous psalm because it's it's amazing. You know, it's where we get taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, um, blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Fear Yahovah, you His saints, for those who fear Him lack nothing. And this is very interesting. What an interesting scripture. Those who fear him, if we can get to that place where his word has so much authority, you know, that we will flow in the word of Yehovah. We will come to that place where we lack nothing. Now, you know, I'm not there yet. You know, there's many areas where I feel, you know, in the natural, in the spirit, we lack nothing. But in the natural, we're not seeing the full manifestations. You know, we're going through the frustrations of the assignments of the enemy were pressing through in warfare and all these different things. And sometimes we get to that place where it feels like, you know, we don't really feel like we are breaking through. But, you know, as I look through the 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 history of walking in faith, you can't make the judgment of where you stand right now. But in five years' time, you look back to where you are today and how the Father's moving you and all of a sudden, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you start seeing, wow, look at what Yehovah was really doing. From our viewpoint, it didn't look like much was happening. And we've got to get into the heavenly realm and function from the heavenly realm. You know, that's why you got drones up there. They want to monitor what's going on on the ground level. You can see so much more from a heavenly perspective so we don't want to have the perspective of standing on the ground we want to have the perspective of being in the heavenly realm hallelujah so do we lack do we lack anything we lack nothing we have been given everything we need in the heavenly realm that's what we read in the book of ephesians you lack nothing you've got everything so you know to to sit and say well you know i'm just you know i'm no we prophesy we proclaim over uh, the assignments over the things that we are going through uh, even when we walk into new things we walk in and we say you know we're walking in in the name of yeshua of nazareth in accordance with his will and purpose as ambassadors of messiah and we expect to see his power his glory manifest within our lives and in everything that we are doing taste and see that yehovah is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him well you're only going to take refuge in him when you're in an environment that's trying to beat against you so we come tonight to take refuge in him hallelujah Fear Yehovah, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek Yehovah lack no good thing. The lions, what's it talking about? That hot day, you know, where is my source? Where's my food? You know, they grow weak and hungry, but those who seek Yehovah lack no good thing. Why? Because the Father can bring forth water in the wilderness. He can bring forth manna from heaven. 
You know, he can make your claws grow. He can give you supernatural healing. You know, the blessings that come from walking in the Spirit are incredible. But where's the foundation? Those who seek Yehovah lack no, no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of Yehovah. And we talked about that in the book of Exodus when the commandments were given, that the ketubah, the conditions of the marriage, when they were spoken out, you know, people were in fear. But, uh, you know, Moses talks about, you know, we have to recognize the fear of Yehovah. It protects us. It's important. You know, it's not just fear of terror, but it's getting to that place where we understand the fear of Yehovah and how we walk, the things that we do, how we act. Do we fear Yehovah? Do you really believe he's real? If you believe he's real, then look at some of the things that we are doing. Look at our actions. Look at our behaviors. Look at, uh, you know, just analyze your life and recognize, is there any area in your life where you do not believe God is real? And what do I mean by that is you function, <laughs> you know, with the, the, the understanding that God isn't there right now. You know, Yehovah's not, not there. He's not watching you. He's not there. So what we want to do is bring our lives in line with the fear of Yehovah. It's not condemnation. It's recognizing I'm not going to walk this way. You know, you wouldn't walk that way if another believer was in your presence. And, uh, you know, so how how are you walking when no one's there? It's just you and Yehovah. Do you believe? Do you believe in his reality? Do you believe that he is omnipresent in every aspect of your life? So how do we purify ourselves? We do this by seeking Yehovah. We need the blood of Yeshua to cover us. That in our weaknesses, he is strong. So the lions are weak, they're hungry, but those who seek Yehovah, they lack no good thing. And I just want to proclaim right now, we are coming through in Yeshua's name into the blessings and into the prosperity of Yehovah. And some of you might be thinking, oh boy, where are you going with this? What do you mean you're talking prosperity? Yes, the scriptures talks about us being blessed. Why do we need to be blessed so we can be a blessing? I meet with people on a regular basis. I just came out of a meeting today in Haifa where we're talking about what we're doing in creative arts and the music industry and production. And, you know, where is the resources, you know, for the projects? We have, you know, so much equipment, but where is the manpower? Where are the people? Where is the resources? And we've got to press in and say, Father, release the resources for such a time as this so that we can develop tools, that we can lift up the sound of Yehovah. We want to hear the sound of the Spirit that's coming out of the land of Israel. And as I'm prophesying and proclaiming and speaking from Caesarea, Israel, uh, Caesarea, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm releasing the sound that's coming from the land. I'm releasing the sound of what the Father is showing me as I drive and walk and pray on, in the land of Israel and proclaim. And we all are, are called to release the sound. What's happening in your area? You know, and things like praise and worship. Why are we singing songs of yesteryear, why are we singing songs, karaoke songs of other places? Look, it's not all bad, but how are we inter, uh, introducing the songs of Yehovah, the testimony of Yehovah, of what he is doing in and amongst us? 
Where are the songs that are rising up? Where are the the testimonies that are rising up? And that's what we pray for right now, that the Father will do a mighty work, that those who seek Yehovah will lack nothing. We just want to speak to the visions and the callings and the words that the Father's given us. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for the calling on our lives. And we just rejoice that you have called us for such a time as this. How often in the flesh do you just want to give up? How often in the flesh do you think, I can't do this? How often in the flesh do you come to the place where you see what the Father is calling you to and you know it's going to take something far greater than you and is it ever going to come forth? Well, the Father says, seek me. Those who seek me will lack no good thing. You are going to accomplish the word of Yehovah over your life. You're going to accomplish it if we will yield to him. So the key and the foundation is to come to the place of um, uh, the, the place of prayer. Thank you, Father. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of Yehovah. Whoever of you loves life, and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Hallelujah. You know, turn from evil, verse 15, and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And here's the key. The eyes of Yehovah, the eyes of Yehovah are on the righteous, and his ear is attentive to their cry. We've got to get to that place where we are calling out. We are crying out to him. You know, and and we need more corporate prayer. We need more times where we're coming together and praying. You know, prayer, we have prayer that's done in the closet, but we also need corporate prayer where we're coming together and really pressing in in his presence. And sometimes in the place of isolation, we can miss some of the benefits of what comes forth in corporate prayer. And we want to be in that place where we are saying, Father, I want you to increase prayer around me. I want to increase prayer within my life. I want to increase prayer with others, getting on the phone, praying with people, connecting with others in prayer, interceding. You know, we talked the other week, you know, just about sometimes how exhausting it can be in intercession. You've got to work yourself up. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about working something up into reality. I'm talking about it's a workout in the life of prayer. It's a workout. You know, sometimes you've got to press through even when you don't feel like it. You know, as I sat here tonight for an hour or so in the Word and, and pressing in, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when do we go live? You know, what's the time that we start? Or do we even go live? You know, let's be led by the Spirit. If he says, you know, you're not broadcasting. You know, last night uh, we didn't broadcast the first time in 114 days. Uh, the first time we didn't broadcast in 114 days. And you know what? We are not bound and controlled with actions. We have to be obedient to the Spirit. There was times when I felt, oh, I just, I'm just so worn out. I don't think I can broadcast right now. I don't think I can do this. I'm just so spent. I've been ministering. I've been in prayer. I'm tired. 
Uh, I don't even think I have anything to give. And the Holy Spirit says, yes, out of that, I want to I want to take you from that place of weakness. I want to release the power of my spirit at this moment. I want people to see that sometimes we have got to press forward against all odds. Sometimes you've got to pay the price and press forward. And other times the Holy Spirit will say to you, you just need to rest. And I finished late on a project I'm working on and contracts and stuff I was doing last night and having meetings and things. By the time I got finished, it was so late. I just had a a, a small nap in preparation so that when I came on to the broadcast, I'd be fresh. After the nap, I was so exhausted. And I just felt the Ruach say to me, you know, just don't broadcast tonight. Just go get a rest and let's... Uh, Let's come back tomorrow. And I thought, you know what? That is the word of the Father. That's what I'm going to do. You know, 10 minutes later, I got to be in bed at, you know, 1.30 in the morning. Because it was a big day today. A lot going on, meetings and things happening today, traveling. And, you know, we want to listen and be led by the Spirit. And that's what I want to encourage you in. I want to encourage you to learn how to get the balance. We are not called to be burnt out. You know, uh, some of the most unhealthy people in the world, according to the statistics, are pastors uh, because they're just, it's all pouring out. They're they're the most unhealthy. I think it's when they go visit people, people keep giving them cakes and stuff and sugar and teas and coffees and all that. You know, but why are they unhealthy? They're unhealthy because they're not getting the balance within their life. So I might be ministering late into the the nights and sometimes the small hours of the morning, but I also like to take a place in the afternoon when I can and and take a place of rest and before a broadcast to, to really get to that place where we seek Him. So, you know, we don't want to get to the place where we're burnt out. And if we recognize we're burning out, you've just got to ask the Father, how do we establish rest? How are we resting on the Sabbath? How are we resting in this journey in Messiah? Why? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's one of the reasons why we don't set a time. You know, it's not 8 o'clock every night in Israel. Kenny Russell's going to broadcast. I don't set a time. It's it's by the Spirit. And we're going to flow by the Spirit. Hallelujah. So what's it saying in, in uh, verse 15? The eyes of Yehovah are on the righteous, and his ear is attentive to their cry. His ear is attentive to their cry. I love that scripture because... When I am showing examples and I take groups out and we're doing evangelism and we're stepping out there and I'm teaching people what it means to walk by the Spirit and outreach into the unknown, we see incredible testimonies. And tonight I want to share a few testimonies. Um, You know, I just felt the Holy Spirit put on my heart that is important for tonight because I want you to get to the place where... You know, every area around our life is surrounded by prayer. We're involving the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our life. Not just involving Him, but what it says here, it says the ear, His ear, Yehovah, God's ear, is attentive to their cry. So it's not just about what are you hearing from Yehovah, what's God saying to you, but what are you saying 
to God. You do not have because you do not ask. Ask and it will be given and your joy will be complete. The Father wants to lavish his blessings. He wants to lavish, uh, you know... (laughs) He wants his glory to be seen within our lives. He wants the testimonies to be strong. So I'm just going to share a little thread of, um, uh, you know, one testimony of just walking with a family in North Carolina. And um, it started when we moved into a house in Weddington in North Carolina. We walked in. We had no furniture, nothing. You know, uh, we just supernaturally had the money to pay the deposit and the first month's rent. And, you know, we walked into this property where the ministry was going to be based and where we're going to live. And we walked in and we had nothing. We had a fridge freezer, a washer, dryer. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, just one empty house on five acres. And we just lifted it before the father. And I just walked in and asked the father, I said, Father, I'm looking around, I'm assessing this property. What I need $20,000 right now so that I can furnish this property. I'll lease furniture, rent furniture, whatever I have to do to get this place filled so we can function as a ministry in America. This was us moving to America. And within a few minutes, the phone rings and it's uh, someone from South Carolina. They call up and they said, the Holy Spirit told me I have to give you $20,000. I'm like, you know, talk about Yalva's ear being attentive to my cry. I'm just standing there saying, Father, this is what I need. And I take one step back. When we came into America and we were staying at uh, this family's home, I'm walking in the garden after we committed to the house with no money, with no income, just walking by the Spirit and everything that we do. It's a few days before I've got to write the check out for the deposits and for the the lease on the property and sign the contracts. Well, we signed the contracts. And, uh, you know, and I'm just walking. I said, Father, this is what I need. Someone calls me up and said, the Holy Spirit told me I have to send you this amount of money. And it was in another currency. And, you know, when it was translated, uh, you know, or... Uh, you know, when it's put into to the American, into the dollar, it was exactly what I needed. And yet this was a large sum of money. This was thousands of dollars. And it's like, well, hallelujah, I'm just walking, praying. And guess what? The Lord, you know, he was attentive to my cry. I'm like, Father, you have called us to be witnesses and testimonies of your glory, of your manifestation. And Father, we want to see, we want to see your kingdom come. We, you know, your eye is on us. This is not religion. This is relationship. God is real and he is calling us to a higher place to walk in the supernatural. And we've got to increase prayer all around us. Every areas of our life. Are we praying through everything? Are we praying through every area? You know, there's so many testimonies in my life where the impossible manifests. Where I see incredible, you hear the word, you hear what the word of God is and you're like, wow. You know, how's that going to happen? You know, that's not going to happen in a month of Tuesdays, you know. (laughs) But, you know, that's, you know, but we're not called to doubt. We say, okay, Father, if you're saying it, I'm going to stand on it. And let me just get something clear and very clear right now. You're not called to be insecure, trying to hide behind the anointings and the calling of another. 
How do we become the person the Father has called us to be? And sometimes we've just been lazy, just going along through the motions, you know, thinking that we're just, you know, we're just going to ride on the on the on the tail of, of the blessings of another. But what's the Father calling you to do? What's He saying to you? Are we increasing our prayer? Are we saying, okay, I'm going to take risks. I'm going to step out. I'm going to move into a, a new place in Messiah. This is the hour. This is the time. This is what the Father's calling us to do. And as we walked into this house, it was supernatural. Everything was supernatural. I could write a book just on the story of our move to America and all the things that happened. Maybe we need to do a whole testimony night and get it transcribed, you know, for part of a, a book that we're going to uh, we're do. We're actually working right now on transcriptions for books right now and discipleship training materials. This is all going on right now. And, you know, we're praying that the Father is going to increase us in this. And I, I can't wait to see what the Father is going to do because it's time to get things in printed form, PDF form, so we can start providing the tools to equip people to move into a new dimension. Now, listen, many of you who have been watching, who have been part of this the devotional time on a daily basis, some just a few times a week, the testimonies coming in, the transformation, the alertness of the Spirit, it's increasing. But I want to say this to you. Don't let it slow down. Don't get to that place where you're like, oh, you know, this is just so amazing. What happened two weeks ago is so amazing. How do we press in? to the next level how do we get to that next level come on we just want to press in and it's not that we're trying to push boundaries in the flesh but you know the lord is attentive you know his ear is attentive to your cry when you are in line with the spirit and your desire is to bring glory to his name you can ask come on be bold <laughs> be strong for the lord thy god is with you this is not just about battle it's about speaking forth the word of Yahovah. Even Moshe, when he stood in front of two million people <clears throat> in terror, in fear, at the, the, at, the, at the water's edge at the Red Sea with Pharaoh's army coming behind them, and what does he do? He shouts out, tells the people, do not be afraid. Your God is going to deliver you. And even though the Lord rebukes them in that place, you know, it set the foundation for Yahovah to move and for the Red Sea to open up. God says, why are you shouting out to me? This is, this is the language I want to hear from you, Moses. Yeah, you're standing up saying, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to bring you through. Do not fear. You got it right, Moses. But what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Take the staff in your hand. You take the staff in your hand. Hallelujah. This is your testimony. And, and you, you lift that up over the sea and you watch what I'm going to do. The wind's going to come. It's going to start parting the waters. And you and all your people will walk through in dry ground. Hallelujah. So his ear, Yehovah, what's he doing? He says, the eye of Yehovah is on the righteous. You are right standing in Messiah. Don't let the devil rob from you. Don't let him tell you that you're not good enough, that you can't do it because of failings within your life. No, you stand and say, I'm washed with the blood of Yeshua and incorporate into your day more of the Messiah and his activities. And you won't have any time to get caught up on the schemes of the enemy. 
I, you know, I'm so busy doing the work of ministry, I haven't got time to listen to the enemy. Oh, you know, you're not going to get through this. You, you, what about this? And look at this attack. And look at what's going on over here. And I'm going to stand with my shield of faith. And I'm going to say, Father, you have placed me here. And I'm pressing forward in Yeshua's name. <laughs> you know, and I want opportunities around me. Father, bring people around me that we can be an encouragement to in the faith. But also connect us with the brokenhearted. Connect us with those in the place of weakness that need support, that need help. So we move into this house in North Carolina. It's a large property, you know, five acres and all that stuff. And, you know, we have no money and living by faith. And all of a sudden, boom, we've got $20,000 to kit the place out. It's not like I could buy enough stuff to fill this house. No, I had to rent stuff just to fit it out. But, you know, the father provided then we had some repair things that needed to get dealt with. And there was problems with a toilet and uh, something was going on. We're calling the owners. Who do you know? And and this guy shows up. His name's John. And uh, he shows up and, you know, we're just talking with him. And then all of a sudden, John in our garage just falls on his knees in the garage and he starts weeping and calling out and repenting of his sins, crying out, Jesus, I need you. I'm like, wow, you see, you know, we're sharing testimony with him. And in the midst of it, he's been supernaturally delivered. And he tells us, I'm suicidal. I, you know, I was in the place where I didn't think I could provide for my family. I didn't think I could break through. I felt like my whole world was coming to an end. I'm in construction. And here I am coming round, you know, you know, I build houses and, you know, I get a phone call and I've got to come and, and fix a bus toilet. You know, this is not encouraging. You know, he wasn't suicidal just become, because he's coming to fix our toilet, but he was just recognizing where are the opportunities in my life to provide for my family? You know, God, are you listening? Are you there? Then he came into the environment and he heard faith. And he heard how incredible God was. And the encouragement was so powerful that it brought him to his knees. Not because we asked him, you know, how are you? Where are you in your walk? We were just encouraged and blessed and sharing of the goodness of Yahweh. He falls on his knees. He repents. He's supernaturally changed. And he says, you know, you've got to meet my family. We need to spend time together. Man, I have never met faith like this. And I need this kind of faith in my life. And I did a radio show with John. And we talked about his testimony. We talked about the things that he went through and his family went through. It's incredible. But, you know, it didn't just stop there. I want to talk about the roller coaster of the supernatural. And if we will increase prayer around us and get to the place where we're always surrounded by prayer and looking at who we're praying with, who we're connecting with and corporate prayer and seeing these things rise up. And, you know, as I was pressing in tonight, I really felt the Father say, let's move into another dimension on how we get corporate prayer on a whole new level. We've got to get to that because we need uh, we need the ability to prophesy, to pray in the Spirit, to break through corporately. And, you know, this is not public meetings where you're standing up uh, and praying in the, in the Spirit where you require temp, uh, interpretation. When you come together in prayer and we're all praying, 
you know, we're, we're praying in the Holy Spirit. It's okay. You don't have to have interpretation. It's not a public meeting where you're inviting the unsaved. It's a private meeting where you're coming together uh, to pray together. You can you can uh, go off in the Holy Spirit for three hours, you know, 100 people, 50 people, 20 people, 5 people, 2 people. It doesn't matter. You don't need interpretation. But what you do is you're asking the Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Allow us to prophesy. Allow, allow us to speak forth the word of Yahovah. That others will be filled with the Spirit. That we get into that environment of the supernatural within prayer. Like when I'm out walking, even tonight, when I'm walking, I'm praying and I'm prophesying. As I'm praying in the Spirit, then all of a sudden prophecy is coming forth. Now I'm prophesying, I'm speaking forth his word. Hallelujah. We're getting to that place where we're rising up. So here's John. You know, he's coming, gets this phone call, go fix the toilet. He thinks, God, you know, is that all I'm good for is to go fix toilets? I'm meant to be building houses. He's already depressed. He's already down, but he comes and does it anyway. He walks into the environment of great faith that supernaturally changes his life. And, you know, we just spent time with the family and we just, you know, uh, we went round, you know, had lunch, barbecues, different things like that. We invited him and his family and children to our home and, you know, we just hung out. It was great. And they were always asking questions. More stories. Tell me another story. Tell me about faith. Tell me about this. And I said, look, we, we can talk about stories, but I want you to walk with me and I want you to see how I live so you'll see the blessings of Yehovah in your own life. And, you know, to the Baptist mindset, he's brought up Baptist. You know, he's not expecting to see prophecy, tongues, you know. You know, people who are walking in faith like our family were walking. This is totally foreign to him. And listen, when he went to his church and he was telling them what was happening, they're like, oh, you know, you watch out for those people. Oh, you know, they're really dangerous, you know. And, you know, there, there was there's little patches within our relationship where he's thinking, what am I going to do? You know, uh, you know, my church thinks you're wacko off your head, but yet none of them had met me, you know, and we just kept pursuing. So anyway, one day uh, I fly in from the UK, um, uh, you know, we've been overseas for a few months. I called John. I said, everything's in place We're we've got our visas. I'm bringing my wife and daughter back to the country. And I'm flying into Charlotte and, um, you know, our house was empty for nearly four months, you know. I come back into Charlotte, but that's another story. I come back into Charlotte and John picks me up from the airport and I said, listen, John, I said, I've got to buy a car right now. Um, I've got so many hours before I fly home to London and pick the family up and fly back in a couple of days. And I've got to make sure I've got a vehicle in the car park at the airport, you know, for when we arrive for all of our stuff we're bringing in. And um, he's like, great. OK, so he picks me up in his truck and, you know, we're we're driving down the road. And I said this, I said, John, just pull over one minute. Just pull over a second. We have such a tight window to get things done. We don't have any room to spend time at any dealerships or second-hand car lots uh, to waste time. We need we, we need to be led completely by the Spirit so we get all this done within the few hours that we have before I fly out the country. He's like, absolutely, pulls over. He said, I love prayer, that's great. And we're praying, 
And as we're praying, I get this word from the Holy Spirit. It just comes out of me, and it's in line with this verse, and his ear is attentive to their cry, right? Um, And I'm just praying that the Father will guide us and lead us. And then all of a sudden, I see by the Spirit, and to confirm this, that's the miracle that's going to happen, the provision of the vehicle to confirm that this is by the Spirit and not us just going out and by, you know, you know, it, circumstance somehow leading us to good places, to the right vehicle. No, no, to confirm this is a move of God, the Holy Spirit's going to pour out on the dealership and salvation will come and transformation will come. We're going to have revival in the dealership, says the Lord. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I've, you know, I've bought vehicles, all, you know, I used to have a lease company. I used to buy, you know, millions of dollars of vehicles. I'd never heard of a testimony of this or anything. Ne- it wasn't on my radar. I wasn't up in the morning thinking, I'm just going to pray, Father, I want to pour out your spirit. When I go buy this car, let there be revival in the dealership. Yes, I want to see an outpouring of the spirit everywhere. But here I'm saying to John, who's trying to learn what it is to walk in the spirit of radical out there Kenny Russell, you know? And, uh, you know, that's what I say. We're going to see revival break out by the Spirit, not by anything we do, but by the Spirit. And I said, hallelujah, John, are you ready for this? Are you ready to see the miraculous power of the move of the Spirit right now? Are you ready for that? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. And this this is a tall order that the Holy Spirit's proclaiming. We drive down the road, we're going down this street where all the dealers are and stuff, and we come to this dealer and we think, yeah, this is where we've got to go. We go in here and, you know, I'm trying to find a car for $10,000 and, you know, that's my budget and I'm looking and I'm looking at all the ones for 10000 and I like Lincoln Navigators, you know. Um, the Father's blessed us with a few Lincoln Navigators in America um, and, you know, so so I'm in there and, you know, I just closed a business deal. I just got, you know, a ton of money, uh, you know, which we use for living and we also use for the ministry. Uh, so, yeah, this is not ministry money. I'm, I'm spending money out of my business activity. So I go to go buy this car and I can't find a decent car at 10 grand. And right next to this Jeep I'm looking at is this used Lincoln Navigator. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, I love Lincoln Navigators. Let me test drive that. I said, how much is it? They said 20000 I'm like, oh, that's double my budget. <laughs> you know, I only wanted to spend 10000 This is 20000 But I drove it anyway. And as I'm driving it, the Holy Spirit says, this is the car. Get this one. So I go back into the dealership. And we sit down with the uh, the sales guy. And, you know, we're just sitting there. We're just talking. We're not even talking scripture. We're not talking Bible. All I'm doing is buying a truck. And I write a check out and I give him the check and he's doing the paperwork and getting things done and someone's got to go off and get the license or whatever, however they do it. And all this is going on. And we're just sitting there, we're talking, we're drinking coffee. I don't have, you know, Jesus saves on my T-shirt or anything. 
you know, John doesn't have a fish on the back of his truck or anything like that. There is no signs at all <laughs> that we're a believer. Well, anyway, what happens is while we're waiting, and it takes a few hours going through the process when you buy a truck. It's not like, here's the money, I'm out of here. No, you've got to get the title, get the insurance put on the vehicle, do all the phone calls and all the stuff that needs to get done. So that's all taking place. We're sitting there, and the owner of this dealership, walks in and this this is a car lot with like you know 60 80 cars or maybe 100 cars or something he walks in to the salesman's office one of his employees office he falls on his knees and starts crying out jesus save me and starts repenting of his sins and the holy spirit just takes over there's a mighty move of the spirit starts taking place and, you know, nothing is said. You know, it's not like we're walking in going, you know, we're, oh, hallelujah, we're ready for revival. You know, I never said the word hallelujah once. We're just minding our own business and the Holy Spirit. Then, boom, this happens. And there was nothing we did to trigger it. John, he's sitting there like, you have got to be kidding me. This is insane. Wow, glory to God. He is amazing. This is an incredible. This is amazing. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts pouring out. I start prophesying over this guy. I start ministering the word of Yehovah. He's weeping. He's bawling like a baby. Yeah, that's the word of God for me. He's on the floor. He can't get any lower into the floor. He's being supernaturally transformed. You know, God starts moving in the dealership that one of them goes out, locks, uh, puts the barrier over and the padlock on so no one can come into the dealership and we are having a praise party repentance party the holy spirit's moving it you know it's revival happening in this dealership and john's like man this is <laughs> this is incredible you know baptist john what's going on here what's happening wow god is real hallelujah eventually we leave the dealership and, uh, you know, we take. I buy this truck, I take the truck, um, have to put it in John's name and everything because I haven't got, uh, I've just got my visas, but they're not in my passport and I uh, don't have my social security number and all that type of stuff. So I put everything in John's name, we leave the dealership and we're praising Yehovah. So he goes home, he's got this incredible testimony. I'm like, John, praise the name of Yeshua, hallelujah. I'm off to the airport, I'm flying out. I race to the airport, park the truck, I get on a flight, fly to London, a couple of days later, fly back, and then it's like two weeks later, I'm talking to John, obviously, off and on, I'm like, you know, John, I, you know, I need to take you and your wife out, Haley and I would like to take you out for a meal, and um, just bless you, thanks for all your support, we're just going to take you out for a meal. So we take him out of this restaurant for a meal. And I'm telling you this. I'm talking about testimonies. I'm talking about how the Holy Spirit works, how he moves. If, you will be, if you'll increase the prayer around you, if you live a lifestyle of prayer, the supernatural will be natural. That's where you're going to live. So I take him out for a meal. And we sit down. And, you know, I said, I just want to bless you guys. And as we're sitting there, the Holy Spirit says this to me. He said, I want you to cut up your credit card because I'm going to pay for the meal. I'm like, what? Cut up your credit card? <laughs> okay. So I, I say to the waitress, 
you know, I'm all, I'm, here's John and his wife, you know, and Haley and me. I said to the waitress, you know, who's not a believer, you know, we're, we're just talking about God, we're having fun, and, you know, we're, we're communicating with the waitress. And I, I said to the waitress, listen, do you have a pair of scissors? Can you go get me a pair of scissors? Um, she's like, you want a pair? Yeah, a pair of scissors. Yeah, so she goes, she comes back with a pair of scissors. And I said, oh, don't leave. I want you to see this. And I, I take my credit card out my pocket. And I said, I want you to see this. I'm cutting up my credit card in front of the waitress. I cut up my credit card into a little pile in the table of this waitress, uh, of this restaurant. And I said to the waitress, I want you to see this because you're going to see that God is paying for the meal. And God's also paying for your tip. (laughs) So that's my credit card. I've cut it up. And you're going to see a miracle how God's going to provide for our meal and your tip. So you're a part of this. I said, do you believe in God? She's like, no, no, you know, I'm I'm not a Christian. No. I said, well, you're going to see a move of God right here tonight by the time we get to the end of this meal. She's like... You know, these people are crazy. What is this crazy Scottish guy? You know, you know, what, you know, what boat did he fall off, you know? So she's thinking, well, you know, whatever, you know, obviously he's got another credit card in his other pocket, man. He's just one of these crazy people, you know? Anyway, they all think I've got another credit card. I have no other method of payment. I only have that one card and I just cut it up. I have no cash on me. I have nothing. I have no means to pay for this meal at all. There has to be a miracle. (laughs) I've cut my credit card up. Anyway, we're eating our meal. And every time the waitress is coming and, uh, you know, what would you like? I kept saying to John and his wife and to Haley, oh, have whatever you want. God's paying. You know, don't hold back. You know, don't think you've got to, you know, just have a little small thing. You have the most expensive thing on the restaurant. Have filet mignon. Be blessed. You know, just, you know, have whatever the father, you know, whatever you want. God's paying. And the waitress is laughing and, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm like, I'm having filet mignon. I'm having this and that. And, you know, we're we're having a, a feast <laughs> we're all having a feast and everyone's excited and we're all having a feast and don't worry god's paying you know so <laughs> yeah we get uh we get through and we're just enjoying and we're just having fellowship it's a large restaurant you know there's hundreds of people in the restaurant big restaurant uh very busy you know you have to wait like 45 minutes trying to get a table and all that type of stuff and we're just sitting there in this booth it's all enclosed you can't see around the restaurant or anything and um, anyway, you know what happens? The waitress walks up to her table and she's got tears running down her face. And she's like, who are you people? She said, because someone just paid your entire meal and told me to make sure you all have desserts as well. It's all paid for and gave me a whopping tip as well. And she's got tears running down her face. And I'm like, God is real. He cares for you. It's not just about the spiritual things. He cares for you. Why? The eyes of Yehovah are on the righteous. Oh, bro, sounds like you're talking that word of faith stuff. No, I'm just talking normal uh, walking in the faith, you know. 
And look, I don't, I don't get up in the morning and I'm not seeking how am I going to get blessed. I want to be blessed to be a blessing, but I'm just sharing with you the testimony of how the Father has manifested and shown and taught people around us what true faith really looks like and what it means to walk in faith and to live life in the Spirit. And this is what we do. This is why I preach. This is why it's bulldozer faith. It's not bulldozer. We're not going to bulldozer uh, bulldoze over people with our words and actions. That's not bulldozer faith. Bulldozer faith is that we get out of the old man and get into the new man, that your foundation is on the rock of Yeshua. So everything that was before is gone and you are on the foundation, the rock of Yeshua. That's bulldozer faith. The devil can't remind you of your past because you're not living in the past. You are living in the Spirit. Hallelujah. You're walking in the Spirit. You are <laughs> dwelling in the presence of Yehovah. You understand your prayer language. You understand your prayer life. And you are expecting to see increase for the purpose of the kingdom. Everything we do in our family, in our walk, in our life is to expand the kingdom in Yeshua's name. You know, we're pressing forward and sometimes we go through seasons where we see super abundance, incredible signs and wonders and miracles and blessings where we have the ability to release people from debt, bless people and do so many incredible crazy things for Yehovah. And other times we're, we're going through, you know, where we don't even know how the next meal is going to come. Why? Because we live by faith. We're not hoarding provision. We're not hoarding and thinking that this is all we have. No, it's not all we have. It's what we have in him. He is able to provide. He's able to make a way. Well, that waitress is supernaturally transformed. She's supernaturally transformed. She comes to Yeshua. Her life is changed in that restaurant. John and his wife, they walk out of there like, what was all that about? We have never witnessed anything like this. <laughs> God is real. And, and, you know, we've got to get to that place where we don't get lost in theology and the things about God that we lose connection with who he really is. He wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. He wants your vision that he gave you to be established in your life. And if there's assignments and things that are blocking you, you know, what if the mountain won't move? What are you going to do? That's what we did last week. What if the mountain won't move? How are you going to live? What are you going to do? This week, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about the importance of being surrounded by prayer in every area of our life and everything that we do. I want to see a new level of prayer manifesting within our lives. Do we know what it is to pray in the Holy Spirit for six hours, for three hours, for 10 hours? Do you know what it is to take a day off and to say this is a day committed in the presence of Yehovah in prayer and declaration? Like a whole day in prayer and declaration. What? What, a whole day? What, we can't just go to the Wednesday night prayer meeting? A whole day? What about a whole night? A whole day and a whole night in prayer and pressing forward. Do you want to see the supernatural manifesting within your life? Then we have got to come to that place where we will press in. We have got to press in. You know, we've got to get to that place where we understand 
what our prayer language is. Well, let's talk about what our prayer language is not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke chapter 18. Oh, I hope you're blessed and encouraged. You know, there's more to this story. Let me tell you what happened. You know, so John's blessed. You know, one day I'm speaking in a, a fellowship in North Carolina. I'm speaking and I'm just giving ta- testimony about being in this dealership. This guy stands up when I'm speaking and he says, I just want to say something. He said, I am the buyer the independent buyer for that dealership. And he said, I just want to tell you something. I have met that dealer who was supernaturally transformed. Because this is this is two years after, two years later, I'm sharing in this church and I'm talking about this testimony. And he said, I just want to testify. I know that dealer and his life was so supernaturally transformed and turned around. You know, I know his family, I know his life, I know his business. He was so blessed and transformed. And it truly, you know, I testify that what you are saying was truly a miracle and a blessing. And he said it really affected my life as well. And thank you. I never knew who you were. Didn't know who it was that walked in the dealership, you know, when he was suicidal and going through all the things he was going through. I was praying for his family. And I testify that what you are saying is an incredible miracle. And it's still living on today, a couple of years down the road. Thank you, Father. He is faithful. The Father will make a way. And I, I want to, I, you know, I want you to get to the place where your faith will rise up. You know, because let me tell you something. When you're sitting there cutting up your credit card, what's happening in the flesh? Huh? What do you think this is? Uh, I'm cutting up my credit card. You know, look, I'm creating an opportunity to look extremely foolish. <laughs> you know? Because I have no idea. I just want to follow God. If I've got to be a fool for Messiah, I will be a fool for Messiah. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And, you know, look, I, just, I want faith. What time is it? Oh, we're doing okay. Look, I don't care how long we go tonight. I want you to catch this. I, I want you, through the place of prayer, to start speaking out what the Holy Spirit's calling you to speak out. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Yehovah. But you are called to speak it out into action. So in Luke chapter 18, verse uh, verse 13, you know, we're dealing with the tax collector who stood at a distance. You know, this is our, uh, verse 10. Two men went to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector, The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. You know, what did he say? The Pharisee stood up and he prayed about himself. It was all about himself. And this is what we talk about as we're coming in devotion. We want to inquire of the the Father and of the Scripture so that he will fill us, that he will pour into us so we can pour out his blessing to others. That's what it's all about. I'm not looking to hoard what the Father's giving. How do we take what we are receiving and pour out? I want to release a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of faith over your life tonight, that we will rise up to a new place. 
I fast twice a week, I give a tenth of all I get, and I'm all just trying to find out what's God got for me, what's he going to give to me, God, you got to bless me, I thank you, I'm not like this, I'm not like that one, I'm not like the tax collector, not like the robber, the evildoer, the adulterers, that's his prayer walk, ah, just look at how who I am, look at me, I'm awesome, and then what happened, the tax collector stood at a distance, he should not even look, uh, he would not even look up to heaven, But he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And what we discover in the faith walk, when we see exploits and things happen before us, you know, listen, if you're going to walk this in pride, you would never do these things. You would never walk this way. You wouldn't act this way because, you know, it's so, it's foolishness. In the flesh, it's foolishness. And we've got to get to a place where, you know, what what I see in the spirit tonight is I see It's not just about hope. It's not just about reconnecting with your hope. But it's about coming to the place where we are going to start prophesying his word into being. And, you know, I've I've talked with leaders on this stuff and they're freaked out over this stuff. Why? Because they want things nice and simple and organized. But let me tell you something. As we start walking with faith, sometimes it gets kind of messy. You know, it doesn't, it's not all the way you think it's going to be. We need divine appointments and holy assignments by the Spirit. And Father, we ask for divine appointments and assignments from you. That's what we want. The eyes of Yehovah are on the righteous. His ear is attentive to their cry. Father, you will save us from all of the assignments and all the things that we have gone through. But you will also bring us to a place where we will speak forth your word to bring the manifestation of your kingdom on the earth. We want the supernatural to be the natural. We want supernatural to be the natural. And that's what we call on right now. That's what we call on. You know, the Father's not going to let you down. He's going to speak through you. Listen, people are getting increased on dreams. They're getting increased in visions. You know, but this is not to become flaky with all of this stuff. We need to be grounded. I see many people who are start to move in the supernatural and they're so immature according to the word that they just think this is just a free for all anything can happen that's not true you've got to keep things within the bound uh, you know within the guidelines of the word but my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways declares the sovereign lord well that's okay back then you know Isaiah but you don't know what I'm living in right now you know His word stands forever. His word is true today. It was true then. It's true now. It'll be true in the future. His word will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. His thoughts are not your thoughts. You know, when Yeshua was talking about the Holy Spirit, the world hates him, hates the Spirit, hates Yeshua. It will hate you. It won't understand the Holy Spirit. But you will. Because you will be receiving clear instruction by the Spirit. You'll understand. Oh, hallelujah. 
you know, look, I don't know if we need to go any further on there. I, you know, I want to lay a foundation. Maybe we're going to get, we're going to hang out in this area for a little longer. But, you know, how do we see the spontaneous things of the Spirit happen in everyday life as we're just walking through this journey? Well, let me tell you something. It all comes from the place of prayer. And I just feel the Holy Spirit saying this. If we will increase our prayer, increase our prayer times, our prayer life, our prayer connections, you're going to see an increase in miracles. You're going to see an increase in transformation. You're going to see supernatural provision that will be so insane that you you won't be able to ground it because of what the Father's going to do. You know, and I'm not talking about... Uh, provision just so that you can all have a good time. I'm talking about kingdom funding, kingdom release. I pray for those in business that they will be supernaturally anointed to do exploits for Yahovah, to see incredible increase in favor and transformation. What's the Holy Spirit saying over your business? Maybe you're not in business right now and the Father's saying, you need to be in business. What's the Father saying to you? You know, how is he going to bring forth the blessing in your life? He might not be calling you to business at all. I'm not saying to everyone you're meant to be in business. He might be calling you to be a mother and to minister to your children, to your husband. That's great. You might be a a husband in a ministry living by faith and you're not called to business. That's fine. You just keep doing what the Father's called you to do because there's those who are anointed in the marketplace who are called to bring forth provision to make a difference for the kingdom. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying today is let's increase the prayer around us. And I want you to make a conscious decision and say, is there areas where I can see an increase in prayer? And uh, we'll set up a Zoom call. Uh, We'll send out uh, uh, prayer times on Zoom. Um, I really believe this is a strategic time of what the Father's doing. I'm expecting such a mighty outpouring that we're going to see, you know, such an awakening here in the land of Israel. You know, it's going to be incredible. And this is the season. This is the time. So let's come together and let's stand together for Israel, for Jerusalem, and also for the nations and what you're going through. And can you believe for incredible miracles Can you believe that the Father will hear your cry, will hear the things that's on your heart? So where are the things on our heart for others? Are you you interceding on behalf of the brokenhearted? Are you interceding for the resources of someone else or are you just praying for your own provision, just praying for your own needs? And this is what we've got to do. We've got to keep encouraging ourselves not to be so self-focused. Yes, we have needs. Yes, we have things going on within our lives. Yes, there can be lots of pressure. But we cast our cares on you, Father. We cast our cares on you and we say, Father, this is you've got to deal with it. You've got to do it, Father. Will you increase us? Will you bless us to be a blessing? You know, we're going to get our studios moving into a whole new dimension. You know, in the shelter of his wings is going to be funded fully so we can be effective in domestic abuse and violence. We are going to see these things come together. Why? Because we are putting the correct foundation of prayer down. We're inquiring of the Father. We're getting things lined up because we, you know, this is by the Spirit. It's going to happen. 
We didn't get here where we are today because we're clever. We got here because we walked in the Spirit and followed in His steps. And that's what it takes. So I pray for you right now that it is time for you to rise up, that together we can rise up. Why? Because we are the body of Messiah. I encourage you, connect with us. Let's walk together. And just like John and the miracles he saw, and the impact that that had on his own personal life, his own faith, his own businesses, his own house building, and all the things that he's doing even today, because he has life today. He was suicidal. He was almost at the place of the end, and he was rescued and transformed and walking in Yahovah. So let's let's make a permanent change of transformation within our lives. Let's surround ourselves with prayer in every area, every area around us. Okay, well, listen, I guess I need a Zoom account. You don't need a Zoom account. We can copy you into Zoom. Um, but we also have a private section on an intercession section on Facebook. Let me talk with Technical Hannah and find out if we can invite people into that area uh, to do our live uh, time of prayer. But on Zoom, people can interact. So let's do it on Zoom. Uh, we'll, we'll do Zoom. So if you want to be part of that, I'm going to give you my email address. Um, Kenny at... com. All right, send me your email address. We're going to organize Zoom calls for times of prayer so we can come together. And, you know, we're not coming together for ourselves. We're coming to press forward. We're coming to intercede on behalf of others. That's going to be our focus. And, you know, we will stand and pray for needs too, but, you know, this, this is for a, a bigger uh, level, you know, for us moving into a bigger dimension that we start to see the supernatural manifesting around us and salvation and deliverance coming to those in need. Nothing more amazing than seeing people just fall on their knees, repenting and receiving Messiah and coming back to him. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it happens sometimes when you're not even speaking words. You're not even saying anything. Just because of the fragrance and knowledge of Messiah within your life, it will bring change in the life of others. So thanks to everyone joining tonight. We've got Jerry in uh, Boston. Good to see you. Um, Who else have we got tuning in I haven't uh, given a shout out to? Uh, We've got Cheryl in uh, Durban. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. Hallelujah. We've got Shelly with us as well. Um, great to see you, Shelley. Thanks for joining with us, lifting you and your family up in prayer as well. Uh, we've got Patrick and his wife um, joining with us. Thank you for joining with us. In uh, I'm trying to think what country you're in. It'll come to me. Belgium? Maybe that's wrong. In Europe. Uh, we've got Dixie. Good to see you, Dixie, up in Canada. Is that right, or is it North Carolina? <laughs> It'll come to me in a second. Uh, we've got B in Texas. Thanks for joining, B. We've got Vicky in Texas. Thanks for joining. Um, we've got Melinda. Good to see you, Melinda. Thanks for joining with us tonight. Hallelujah. We've got Deborah in Texas. What's going on in Texas, sir? Hallelujah. Good to see you. We've got Paul in Nigeria. Paul, blessings to you, keeping you in prayer. Thanks for joining with us. 
Uh, we've got Deborah as well. Hey, Deborah, good to see you. Are you in Israel, Deborah? Where are you right now? Or Florida, maybe? Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. <clears throat> All right, we've got Holly as well. God, we've missed a lot of people out. Good to see you, Holly. Thanks for joining. Um, we've got Judy as well. Thanks for joining, Judy. Um, we've got... Uh, is that Trudy in uh, Tobago? Thanks for joining. All right. Hallelujah. We've got D as well. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for joining. Yeah, look, I think we're getting there. And that's just the shout-ups and outs to all those that are just leaving messages. We've got others just doing the thumbs up and stuff. Uh, got about 20 in there on one channel and a few on another. Anyway, look, I love and appreciate every one of you. I hope this message has been an encouragement to you. Um, you know, like we said... The focus is how do we build faith to bring transformation? Can we expect to see the Father move in a mighty way? Jerry's got another client. Amen. A repeat client. That's great. We keep you in prayer, Jerry, for the work that you're doing and uh, the voiceovers and the things the Father's doing, for, doing in and through your life. Awesome, brother. Good to see you. We've got Jeff coming in as well. Shalom, Jeff. Good to see you. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to stand with us, listen, we are uh, under lots of pressure in the natural, not in the spirit. We just give all these things to the Father. But through all of the shutdown, everything that's going on, you know, the ministry has lots of needs right now. And, you know, we've, we've got to just, by the spirit, it's all paid for. And everything is covered and the things the Father has called us to, the vision, it's all paid for in Yeshua's name. It's a done deal. But if you want to uh, pour in and give and uh, support the work that we do on a monthly basis or one-time donations, this is a good time to stand with us, you know. We've got lots of things that need to get paid for in this uh, next coming couple of weeks, and we really appreciate those that stand with us. We know that he is faithful. We know that he will bring us through. And, um, yeah, what a joy to see the testimonies of how he sustains us against all odds. He is faithful. And we just speak that over every one of your lives. You know, we don't have to be downcast. You know, we can be strategic over the things that we are doing. But still, it is the Father who prospers us. It's, you know, it's him. He does it. He prospers us. So, um, you know, just be encouraged. If you want to support the ministry, go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. And you can join in, support. You can also see our mailing address on there for those that like to send checks. You can pay by credit card checks or uh, bank draft, however you want. You'll see the information in the different countries that you are from. If you're from other nations and we don't have a platform, then just give through PayPal in your own currency. Um, and that's a blessing. That's great because we don't get the same international charges uh, through our credit card processors if you pay through PayPal. Hey, Clay, good to see you in Texas as well. Thanks for joining. I just uh, appreciate every one of you. Lola, good to see you, Lola. I'm glad you were encouraged with the word and you want to join on the Zoom call. Excellent. Listen, send me your email addresses because I think that's what we need for Zoom. I'll get Hannah to organize things and set things up for us to do a Zoom call. Thanks for joining. Until tomorrow, Yahovah bless. Hallelujah.